Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Great. We're good. Go. Go. Hooray. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. Can we just tell them what our pep talk for ourselves just was? (laughs) Harriet said, said, we got this, we're great. And then we went, well, we're all right. Yeah, we're we're adequate, probably adequate. (laughs) We settled on reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. If you can't be great, be reasonable. We got got this. (laughs) We've got some of it. We've forgotten some of it and we've lost the other bit. But anyway, what we've got, we've sort of got. And you'll write the rest during the show. But apart from that, we're, we're half decent. <laughs> Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was brought to you by Spherical Objects, Balls, Guinea Pigs, Lost Marbles and Testicles. <laughs> we began the week at the Vicarage with a debate over whether or not you can play status quo on the organ. <laughs> they swiftly moved on to Rob Titchener and Alan left hurriedly with his bollocks in a waitrose bag after a startling conversation with Usha, in which she seemed at one point to be sceptical of Jesus's bona fides. Alan had a nice time at church, though everyone was there. Linda, Pat, people who don't normally go near the place. <laughs> Blimey, they are zipping through literature on Emma's course. Conversations with Emma and Linda now appear to be a sort of radio spark notes. She's read about 342 masterpieces in the last fortnight. No wonder her mind's going. Emma said she absolutely did not want to go to the Gay Grable's ball, salt in the wound, and then literally one and a half minutes later said she would kill to go to the Gay Grable's ball. (laughs) Kenton offered her tickets and she said no thank you and took them. (laughs) <laughs> the Gay Grables event does sound properly awful with lounge music and canapé. Pat said it would be the poshest do they'd been to for years, but then at Bridge Farm, wearing shoes counts as posh. Ardil was absolutely losing his marbles about it all and was zigzagging between supreme arrogance and somewhat squeaky hysteria. Ian didn't help by essentially lighting a grenade and throwing it over his shoulder like Bruce Willis then strolling away to pick up Xander while Gay Grables burned to the ground behind him. Ardil upset Kenton, who does not seem to have a grasp of the free market, which is a bit of a problem for someone that runs a small business. You can't stop other local businesses doing what they want to do, Kenton. I am team Ardil on that. Linda swanning around the village handing out freebies like a sample girl at Liverpool Street. The kitchen's been designed back to front so that the diners can see the chefs picking their noses. And Oliver seems to be airily unconcerned about all of it until he's hopping mad. Ardil called Linda a squalid gazebo and Kenton reminded Ardil of what she went through at the hotel. The fire, you mean, said Ardil. No, Ardil, when she got carpal tunnel sitting at reception. 
Uh, the Grundys had a proper loony week. Emma broke Will's nose, which is understandable as he was running around the woods dressed as his mum. Eddie had a friend called Rodent Ronnie who told George he needed to stimulate a guinea pig, which I thought was quite a risky thing to tell someone like George to do. Eddie then saved the day with another guinea pig, a hefty neutered male, which, as is traditional in every British sitcom since the dawn of time, turned out to be a hefty pregnant female. Susan had a smashing birthday as she got to ruin Pat's day before she'd even got out of bed. Neil then perked her up even more with a poem, namely... You are my float of fancy, my transport of delight. And sorry to my favourite girl, but a tandem's really shite or similar. We got best birthday ever, which is always a really good sign, followed by them both falling off a tandem. The sound effects people weren't allowed near that one. We went to the Bridge Farm Tea Rooms for a cup of coffee with Emma and Georgie, and there appeared to be a cow in there with them. That really made me laugh. I remember that. No wonder they're struggling for customers if people are having to queue up behind them on belliards. And we ended the week with what I strongly suspect was Usha graffitiing the church door. I suspect Usha because Pat would never have been able to restrict herself to just one four-letter word. Helen wasn't fussed and Chelsea would have spelled it wrong. Alan seems to be naively shocked at the fury generated by Rob, which doesn't say much for his understanding of his congregation or indeed his basic common sense. Time to get on your motorbike, Alan, and hand over to harassment. But do it quick before Shula hears about the vacancy and starts packing. That's all we need. The end. Oh, what a funny week. <laughs> it was. It was Rob like... Rob is a... <laughs> dot, 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 fill in the blank. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. I never heard that word. What do you think it said? I think it was to see you next Tuesday. Oh, you do you? Mm. It wasn't like a... Well, uh, yeah, there couldn't it couldn't have been anything else, could it? Uh, what an Rob is an a villain. unrepentant charlatan. Oh, I doubt they could have fitted that on the door, really. Rob is a Rob is a pretend Christian. A poo could have been a Rob poo. Is a poo. Rob, Rob is a, is a poo. poo. Rob. <laughs> um, yes, it was. Uh, it was terribly, terribly, terribly. I thought he was going to turn up to the um, yeah, me too, uh, to the refugee thing. I was disappointed, actually. I mm. thought that. <gasps> Was going yeah. to be like Rob sort of um, skewered click, on the door. Click, or... click, click yes. as, him, as him coming down the aisle. There were some funny sound effects this week, <laughs> weren't there? Those cows, that was genius. I don't, well, I don't remember that. They were trying to get across the idea that the tea room was quiet because they hadn't opened yet. That was when Emma and Georgie were in there and she said, oh, well, I'll give you a free cup of coffee. Uh, then. Oh, and then you heard a cow. And then, yeah, because... it was like, but it was like, oh it was sounded God. like it was about two feet away. <laughs> That's so I, funny. I thought it was probably browsing the juices, you know. <laughs> that's so funny. But that's the funny thing is like, if you're listening, if you're listening with headphones, mm. you hear everything, don't mm-hmm. you? Or, yeah. but if you're not listening close up, which is often what I'm doing because I'm doing the washing up or something, yeah. you miss those yeah. details. But <laughs> this, okay, so this is really weird. What, what was this door slam sound effect for? I actually recorded this because... It really confused me. Okay, listen. We can explain. Please, Pat, please. Better go. So, I don't believe it. Pat's this gone. This is so much worse than I imagined. And you hear no, her car. Right. Believe me, I take no pleasure in that. You didn't Look support car. him. Why would he write that? Oh, isn't it obvious? Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? What was that? Pat had gone. We just heard her car. <laughs> Maybe she'd left her boot open. She stopped, got out, shut the boot, and then drove off. It really made 
<laughs> and then I also really, there was two Pats this week. Here's, here's, you know when Pat was like, I've never been to anything so posh. Oh, yes. She and then we had Icy in, Pat. She, she said it. But she, and when she was saying, I've never been to anything so posh, posh, she said it in the poshest voice you've ever heard this. Well, it all sounds spectacular. And then this is that was posh pat. This is this is peaked pat. For their She's gone to the RSC to do that. She has. She, yeah, she, she, via she, EastEnders. I'm done with it. I tell you, I've had enough. I've had I'm it. I'm done with you. She put on her best vibrato. I am projecting because you keep slamming the door on me. So I'm going to have to stand on the other side of it and shout through the keyhole. But Pat was so... Pat was... I loved Pat this week. She I hated highlight. her with an enormous passion. But I, I loved her because she was so dramatic. She was... Completely she, off her chump. But when she said, it's the poshest do we've been, been to for years, I just thought, oh my God, stop pretending you're not posh. You're yes. so posh. Yes, yeah. And you're very privileged. And yeah. I know she wasn't saying they weren't, but don't pretend you're <laughs> like Emma. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. Not. <laughs> you're not. Cora, <laughs> I won't know what which knife do I eat with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I lick me peas off me spoon? <laughs> She's, I mean, she must be related to royalty. She's one of those people, isn't she, that although she doesn't live in a super glam house, mm. she, her ancestry is basically of royal blood, surely. <laughs> you can't speak like Pat if you're not. Have you heard her playing um, Flora Post on Cold Comfort Farm when she was young? No. She was brilliant, but it was a cut glass Accent. Terribly, terribly. Yes. I guess it was a ra- old school Rada accent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's one, oh, there's one line hear, where she says... I'd love um, to hear her do that. There's one line where she, she's a really good... It's a really good dramatisation. And uh, there's one line where she says, um, do you think you could wash my curtains? I suspect they're red, but I'd so like to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to have a listen. It's very, very, very I'm good. I'm obsessed with that cut glass... Yeah. Terribly, terribly. I was actually listening to something on the BBC Ooh. archive today. Oh, have you Sorry. got a child in your room? No, it's just the arch has just started all by itself. Oh my god! I am have possessed. you got it on a timer? <laughs> just in case you've forgotten an episode. No, it just starts randomly. This computer's on its way out, so it just—it's like living with an elderly relative. Things just start happening on their own, and things like that. And I'm saying, no, not now. Which um, episode has just started tonight? Uh, the, d- no, the n- n- last night. The twelfth, yes. I was don't that know why. the? What was that one? Well, was that the, oh, that was the Ardil packing his bags. Yes. Talk me, talk me. Is his me. sister? His sister's going to get him back, isn't she? There's going to, it's going to be all over everywhere. He's disappeared. He's 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 left us. He can't cope. Yes. He's da, 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 da. and then we'll have some thing of him sitting on top of Lakey Hill or whatever, and she talks him down. Unless. He has just, it's a bit of a damp squib, squibbity do, and he's gone to his sisters. Like, unless it's sort of, we all think he's scarpered for good, mm. but actually he's just gone to his sisters now. I mean, he took I, a lot of bags with him 
to go to his sister's. That's true. That's I, true. I actually, if I was the client, and I've, I've, when I did PR stuff, I've run events for people. And if I had cleared off on a mini break the week before it was due to... Oh, my God. I, I, I'd have I been... Fu- I wouldn't have even have been fired. They'd have just get, they'd have had me sectioned, I think, because but, it would have just been what... so ridiculous to do that. I mean, I'm so team Ardell this week because, yeah, to, 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 to go through what he's going through, which is obviously it's all a complete disaster, and then to have Linda and Oliver going, oh, you must take some time off. It's yeah. Like, are you... And Ian just not... going, I don't care yeah. whether you're... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm just going to mess everything to up for you them. anyway, for no apparent reason. Oh, what what was just... his justification for doing that? Exactly, exactly, it's nothing to do you're, with him. He's a consultant. You're... He's not even going to be working there. Who cares? No, I'm sorry, but if you're being paid to be a consultant, why didn't you flag up the design of yeah. the kitchen three months ago? Before you I started was... taking the massive salary. I was so angry, and I was mm. so angry at Kenton's arrogance, weren't you? Yes. God, oh, yes. my God. I absolutely oh, so wanted petulant. to punch him. But it was like Arja was basically <laughs> bullied this week yeah. by a bunch of super arrogant... Um, Total amateurs. You've got amateurs. no idea of market forces. They're just... They're just they're not. They're... Go, oh, Kenton was like, um, I think you'll find uh, Buffer Night is like our best night of the... It's like, well, I'm sorry, mate, but this yeah. is what happens in life, and maybe you should... Think yeah. outside the box or Up not your rely game on a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it made me so cross, Lucy. I yeah. hated. I, I, I don't like not liking Kenton, but I found him really up his own banana this week. And I love the way he kept having to say, and Jolene's cross too, but we're not allowed <laughs> to hear her, so you're just going to have to take my word for that. She was and really, you know really cross. <laughs> what really got to me again was Kenton called him Adil. And, mm, and that's yeah. happened before. And I know it, it's a common mistake. To, it is, you know, obviously people do get people's names wrong, but I think it's because they're reading the script yeah. and they see a big capital A and they read it wrong. Yeah. And why isn't anyone bringing them up? Yes. That yeah. really annoys me, Lucy. He's well, called Ardil and, and it's not and a it, difficult name to say. It's not like everyone's going Emma, MR. <laughs> You know, exactly. it's a two-syllable name. It well, starts. Some people do say Emma. <laughs> it's no, a two-syllable name. It starts with a vowel. It's exactly the same. <laughs> There's no excuse just because he yeah, is a Lindsay... brown person that yeah, you're allowed well... to change his name at but, will. But that's a you know maybe I'm reading too much into it. And Kenton called him Adil. Kenton. On Should we call him Kenton? Kenton. <laughs> maybe he called him. Adil on post but Linda's called him Adil before and I mm. think it's actually a slip of you see the capital A in the script and and you but where's the continuity though where's the consistency where's the, where's the person going hang I on just, this is just, how you pronounce it exactly I'm surprised mm. that that's that they're letting it go I mean I know they these budgets are tiny but surely it's just a quick take two isn't it is it just get, even a whatsapp get the whatsapp groups like look how are we pronouncing this right can I mean, we have can, can we have any ideas like ai pick now one. just to correct that yeah. post. <laughs> come on guys it annoys me because it's ha- only because it's happened before yeah and it, if it's an accident it's not good enough lucy no the contractors wouldn't like it no but they don't I mean, like I, a lot I'm of so, things i'm so cross with that with ian oh. you absolute i mean how how could you not have your jobs worth prima donna oh, pathetic so little so annoying i i and then he marched off like full of self-righteous indignation and i thought what have you achieved you haven't oh. made anything better you've just made everything worse and then left that's oh, you know adil i was adil oh my god i've done it now i've done it now oh my god a deal 
uh, why am I making a big deal out of a deal? Because I felt so sorry for him this week. Poor Ardil. Yeah. He's just a super stressed guy trying to get this blimming hotel opened and it's not going brilliant. Just give him a break. Whoever is... um when we ever if we ever find out who these well, blinking we might owners do are next week mm, then they whoever they are they're going to be incredibly um uh you know very demanding because to have if 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 he knew that the kitchen was cockeyed and the contractors knew that the ki- the kitchen was cockeyed and th- there's other problems with the hotel where it's been sort of mm. uh, um, things have been countermanded at the last at the last minute. Then that's the sign of a very autocratic owner, isn't it? Somebody that's very demanding and very kind of doesn't do detail, just the big grand vision sort of right. thing. So yeah. whoever they are, they're going to be a tosser. So we already don't like them. Yes, we don't like them. We don't. But I think they might be them. stepping in. I read ahead last week. I read ahead of the episodes, and I can't remember why, but I did think. Oh my god, this sounds brilliant! Oh really? Don't tell there me! Don't tell me! A, don't tell me! Don't tell me! I'm pretty sure there was quite a lot of um, Ardell stuff actually. So okay, I don't. So he's think, coming back. Yeah, I, I don't think mm. he's gone for the long term or the short term. I thought for one horrible minute it was going to be a let's do the show right here thing, and that um, you know they were going to have to draft in Ian and his flipping pizza van to do the. Catering oh God, and oh, please no, you know, no. Fallon no. doing the cake and no, because I actually am quite looking forward to the ball. I hope it goes ahead. I really want Emma to go to the ball and have a lovely time and wear a You're great dress. You're my fairy godmother, even though I just <laughs> like seconds ago said it would be far too emotionally upsetting for me to go. I now am desperate to go. <laughs> yeah, she said there's no way she could go. Yeah. It would trigger her. Yeah, salt in the yeah, wound. Anyway, I'll go. Got an just go around the charity shops and find a nice dress. Jolene could just lend her a dress because Jolene loves doing that, doesn't there she? There are not ball gowns in charity No, there aren't ball gowns. There no. aren't. And nobody wears There's a ball dresses. gown any, no, anymore I anyway. Know, I, know. I don't think so. I don't She's going to turn up looking like a woman <laughs> jelly, isn't I, she? And, and I she doesn't need hope to. she has. I, re- I, I genuinely do want Emma to have her fairy tale night, though. Yeah. I I think I love Emma so much. To me, Emma can never do any wrong. Even I lo- and I I'm really invested in Emma's um, newfound passion for literature. Mm. Even though I've never read Mice and Men, and even though she rattles through books at a hundred miles an hour, and <laughs> I mean, when she's a good you study reader. one book for a whole term, pretty much. Yeah, but generally books are quite boring. So, I mean, just skim read it and then oh just God. read them. Read no, but nowadays, if you you're doing GCSE, they only do like three books, I think. And they, and they spend like, they, they spend so long on it that the children can never read the book again <laughs> without vomiting for the rest <laughs> of their lives. Oh, I'm such a swat. I lo- Mansfield Park, because I did it for A-Level, is one of my favourite books. My sister did Mansfield Park oh, for A-Level. She? And she said she st- it still makes her come out in a rash when she even oh, hears the words. Oh, that's still my favourite book. Fanny oh. is my favourite character. Of course she is. <laughs> of course she is. Charlotte, I said to her, why don't, because I really like Austin. And I, and I said, you know, and you can, you can take a thread through that, right through, you know, Mappaluccia and the things that she does like. And she says, no, but it's the sitting at home waiting for a letter for six weeks. <laughs> or, but she, she says, it's the boring bits. She just almost ends up it. shouting, get on with it. <laughs> 
Oh, should I read? I should I write him a letter or should I not? She said, I don't care. No, Lucy, those are the best bits because mm. you know what's coming. Yes. But you don't, don't want to get how. there too quick. You yes. can't get there too quickly because then the, all the fun... It's like Christmas. The best bit of Christmas is about December the 17th mm. when it's still far enough away but Ugh. you know it's coming and you yes. can get excited but it's not going to be over too soon. <gasps> oh, God. <sighs> um, um, I haven't yes. read Mice and Men though. I'm sure it's great. Uh, we. I want to talk about Pat. I want to talk about how much Which, I hate her. Okay, so listen. So come on, Pat. You can't hate... You can't hate Pat is actually I can hate her for saying, you will not come near my family. She's speaking for everybody. Who gives her that right? Yeah, she was so... Yeah, she... She She she, does not recognise her children as adults at all. I mean, I know that's because they don't let me well behave like adults. Helen said... I'm like, I loved Helen, actually, just being like, yeah, yeah I'm, fi- I'm like, fine with it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't want, yeah. It's like, it literally doesn't bother me if he wants to waste yeah. an afternoon yeah. getting baptised with no one watching him. Yeah. Let, you know, let yeah. him fill his boots. I know, but I can see, though, why Pat was so angry. I mean, I... The, I mean, it's, again, another clever twist, wasn't it? Getting Rob to... To, to, you know, incite everybody's anger at Alan, to direct it to, to Usha as well. Mm. It's, again, it's a clever twist. Yeah. But I, so I do, I do actually see what, because Pat does overreact, and she, but she does overreact like a mother lion. <sighs> it's not, I because it's. I am not down with just, this, Usha. Just think about how often Pat uses the word I. It's right. endless. She hardly ever says them, we, whatever. It's all of it. The, t- the grandchildren are now I, our, our grandchildren. You know, it's, it's all me, 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 me. Yeah, but she's the, that's, well, I think that's because she just has that pack. She's the grand dame of the pack. Ugh, she's a pain in the arse is what she is. Her. How can you not love her, oh. her, her National Theatre Tambra? How can you not <laughs> love it when she says yours? Now that Jenny's not there, we need Yes, Pat. she's taken on that role. There's yeah. no one else with that wonderful, no. yes. theatrically trained, you know, all mm. of that. She yeah. almost rolls her R's like Betty. Yeah. Almost like, when Peggy dies, no one will say Betty. Mm. They won't put her in the, in the row. And I still miss Bran. Who Bran? Bran, Nobody exactly. Calls him Bran. exactly. But Pat does. Pat says Bran, doesn't mm. she? Because she's still got that funny voice. <laughs> What's your thinking on fresh tarragon, Lucy? It's it's overwhelming. And it certainly shouldn't be anywhere near a drink. <laughs> it wasn't. It was near a lobster thermidor. No, but he said he got some from Kenton because Kenton had got it in the freezer. Uh, yuck! I missed that bit. For a... For, um... for a cocktail? Yeah. Oh, stop it. You don't need tarragon in a cocktail. No. And also, but I would say that dried tarragon doesn't taste much difference to to fresh I think all dried herbs just taste of dust do you mm. I'd say I'd say dried parsley and dried basil don't come anywhere near to the real taste of those herbs but tarragon is totally fine dried okay and dill those two that mm. sort of aniseedy taste mm. is fine in dry mm. 
I, I found I found this absolutely fascinating. I feel that you're not <laughs> you didn't find it a highlight of the week like I did. No. Did no. you were you not surprised with their choice of meal? Like mm. lobster and fish pie. Yes, that was odd. Yes. Because I was thinking the lobsters f- in the fish pie. Well, Au contraire. It's well, not. He, if he was doing a thermidor sauce, then mm. was the fish pie an accompaniment of the lobster or was the lobster... I don't know, but I wouldn't let Neil anywhere near a lobster. I thought it was quite sexy. No, it wasn't Food sexy. Food poisoning, ahoy. And also, um, it's very bad form to um, cook lobster now, isn't it? Yes, especially when the poor bugger's just trying to hide itself behind the fridge. I know, that's horrible, actually. No, no, it was oh all, ha, 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 ha. I know, I didn't like them laughing no. at that because I thought, actually, this isn't... It's It's a really sentient being mm. and... You're about to boil it alive. It's horrible. Stop it. Go and go and put it next to Rixo or Rizo or whatever that pig's called. Rico. Let him live side by side with Rico. Can you imagine? They've got a hutch full of thousands of guinea pigs and then a lobster sitting in the corner, thinking, "Where did my life go wrong?" Um, uh, Jeff has a th- Jeff is obsessed with with pe- uh, helicopters, right? Oh, really? He, yeah, he says. Every time a millionaire becomes a billionaire, the first thing they do is buy a helicopter and then die in it <laughs> because they think they can pilot their own helicopter. And it, when you look back, there have been so many. It's such a dangerous form deaths of Deaths through helicopter yeah. things. So I haven't dared break, he hasn't heard this week, I haven't dared break it to him that Susan's going in a helicopter. <laughs> Everybody be suggesting, let's take Rob up in the helicopter. Yes, it's, yes. it's way. It, also, it seems, um, I couldn't understand if Neil and Susan didn't, has Neil hired that tandem? Because if he's bought it, then mm. that's, that, that must be a very expensive present. Plus yes. a helicopter ride. Like, that's a, plus a lobster thermidor. They spent a lot of money on this birthday. They have. We all clubbed together. But the tandem surely was just, well, they didn't mention it, did they? But it's been worrying me, Lucy. <laughs> Whether or not they bought... hired it or bought it. Yes, exactly. Mm. Plus the helicopter. It's been worrying me. <laughs> if Emma can't afford to go to Gay Grables, yeah. but they're spending all this money on Susan's birthday, which is fine, of course, it's Neil and Susan's money, but it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. And, and helicopters it... are terribly, terribly dangerous. Yes. And, and just, I, I can't really imagine. And it's a bit boring. Although it wasn't as silly as them walking through the wood and then Will, oh. although I quite liked it when Emma punched yes, him. Yes, <laughs> I, I liked that bit too. I liked that bit too. Are you likely to be more Snell? <laughs> He's Be more Snell. Oh, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? I know. I just thought also... I can't tell whether this is incompetence or is it going to be one of those, oh, it all turned out right in the end when we all pulled together type thing. Uh, or I whether he it, has just made an absolute buggers muddle of it and it's No, you know. I think it will be it all turned out right in the end. And I oh, think okay. Oliver, who's been doing nothing but sort of <laughs> just bumbling through papers. And trying I've got to a terribly to... important meeting with my um uh, 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 uh shop. I mean <laughs> um, uh, 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 trying to get friends uh, for his trying to get jobs for his friends. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Trundling They're around wonderful. the village. Also, what's happened to Roy and all of this? Well, he did get a mention today. He got a mention, yeah. But he surely he's slightly and also, accountable as well. That you, you can't. Ju- I'm sorry. I know I'm being boring, but you can't just suddenly say, "Oh yeah, we're going to have a massive beer tent." 
Yeah. No. So we're going to hire it and we're going to set I it know. up and we're going to have know. a license it, for the booze and we're going to... bothered me da, 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 in a week's time. And find, and find all the craft beer from everywhere and, you know... Yeah. I know. God, I as know. clients, they would be... I would be at home weeping if I was Ardil. Yes, exactly. There's, there's no time to sort... I, I know, I know. It was and the idea bit... of then having to live in the house <laughs> of one of the people that's creating the stress would the poor man well that well that well also he basically he gave that job to linda as a favor didn't he because she was gutted she didn't get the receptionist job and then he's sort of having to grovel to her and saying no 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 of course you're going to do an amazing job and i can't believe i said it's like come on give him a break he's really stressed let him let him be a bit rude and and boss like for... although my favorite phrase of the week was squalid gazebo <laughs> <laughs> i thought ardil also he actually comes into his own when he's being stressed and angry well it's because he's got something to do yes, then when he's when he's being polite and grovelly mm. he's he's not particularly attractive he's just nothing we don't know anything yes. about him so he's no. nothing at least when he's angry you can pin something on him and go oh that's what you are okay yes mm. yes i like that ardil mm. And I don't want him just, yeah, leaving into the night and never coming back. No. Well, he won't, will he? No, no. Not going to happen. Should we do some e- emails? Yes, letters. Oh, Lucy, it's Friday the 13th. Oh, good. <gasps> Maybe there'll be like some sort of um, witchy glitch, glitchy witch or something. It doesn't need to be Friday the 13th for there to be a glitch on this podcast. No, it? that's no. true. We've already had a few. Yes. But um, I was just trying to think of other things that might happen on Friday the 13th. Okay. Um, Rachel Thomas said that she listens to The Archers on Apple Podcasts in Sweden, oh, yeah. where she lives. And she said all this week there have been adverts voiced by the actor who plays Rob for the Archer's Vintage Highlights audiobook. Nothing what? makes me less likely to want to buy it. I don't know if you're getting these in the UK, but wow. it's horrible. The Archer's Vintage Audiobook? Yeah, Vintage Highlights Audiobook. I guess I it's the that. compilation of old bits of the Archer's that they've put together into an audiobook, and Rob's wow. doing the, the advert for it. I've never heard Timothy of that, Watson. have you? No. Oh, also, the, the um, Likewise of Candleford Part 2 was really good as well, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't listen. Oh, my God, Lucy. I just haven't got around to it yet. I will, oh my probably. God. It's because you've been on the phone to your friends. Or, mm. No, sorry, not your friends. People who've needed you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Um, he said, it's not quite as bad as when he was voicing a computer game that my partner was working on. I still have no idea if he was a good or bad character as every line he said just sounded threatening to me. (laughs) Hearing that from the home office for weeks was so unsettling. (laughs) Right. She's also pointed out that uh, there is a a brand of medicine uh, for uh, women and hormones in Sweden, which is called Woohoo. Which uh, she oh my God. she says That's Febreze so Febreze's woohoo is being advertised on the underground. Um, now, David Wright said we were talking about um, uh, about uh, Brad and whether or not he should go to go away to university oh, yeah. or stay. For option. Yeah. And David said something very interesting. He said, "My yep. daughter has just started university. She has ASD, like Brad. I'm assuming. So ASD is is um, autistic spectrum." Right. 
So okay. choosing university was tricky. We visited four open days in London, Brighton and Bournemouth. We live in Kent. She decided on Bournemouth University as she would have found Brighton, London too overwhelming and Arts University Bournemouth didn't offer enough of the structure she needs. She took a year off as she was simply not ready to go straight from school. It gave her time to adjust to the idea of leaving home. Bournemouth was great as it arranged for people with special needs to arrive two days early and settle in before everyone else turned up en masse. Mm, they arranged social idea. events and trips. She was very nervous at first, but has settled in well and is really enjoying her course oh, in film that's production. that's brilliant. Oh, congratulations. Brad should go to some more open days at unis near Ambridge before deciding it's not a binary choice between yeah. Durham and Felpersham. He doesn't have to be in a city. <laughs> Warwick Uni is on a lovely campus and is close enough to Ambridge to get home for the weekend if he wants to. It'll be the making of him. That Thank you, David. That is a great I suggestion. Th- yeah, I think that's really good. And I am so pleased that they're doing that in Bournemouth. That's brilliant. Yes, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Warwick's a really good idea. I don't know why they didn't think of that. They should have done. They should have done. Or maybe because he's doing specialist maths, isn't he? He's yeah, doing that magic math that doesn't make it? sense where you get to the end of numbers and then it keeps going and that's just like, oh, God, makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's because we can't add up years, can we? But anyway, uh, Terry White, who is our um, the corrector, says, it was Peggy who objected to Janet Fisher. She attended Felpersham oh. Cathedral during Janet's time in the village. That's our Peggy, always open-minded. And as that was for Tim, probably around the time when women were becoming bishops mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And as for Tim taking an interest in Rury, what has Harriet been adding to her gin? I'm not saying that Tim actually wishes his ex-wife, Anne Brian Aldridge's love child, ill, <laughs> but his and Rury's Venn diagram is two circles separated by a considerable <laughs> distance. Um, and he's also explained about um, Leon, the Australian yeah. barman. Yeah. Leon was 14 years ago. Greg's daughter, Anita, then about 18, had turned up at Helen's flat over the shop. One of the things that had driven Greg to, uh, to um, uh, kill himself was that his ex-wife was threatening to block his access to his daughters and move with them to France. Oh, that's right. His mother had continued to be a control freak and Anita had run away. Helen took her in. A couple of weeks later, Leon turned up at the flat even though he knew Helen wasn't there. He didn't actually rape Anita, but she still wound up pregnant (gasps) and Leon was never seen again. She had a termination. When Helen found out what Anita had gone through, she vowed never to have any more to do with men, but she wanted to be a mother, which led to the donor and Henry. Leon would have been at least 18 months before Henry was born. And he was born on the 1st of the 1st, 2011. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I Actually, Leon play, has played a big part in... Yeah. In I, I hadn't realised that something had, had no, triggered her no. wanting to... to um, no, I didn't realise that. Uh, IV. IVF. Wow. Hmm. Um, right. Great. That's great, great detail. This is quite a sad plot prediction. Okay. From uh, Jin David, who okay. says... Hi there, Practically Perfect podcast purveyors. It is David from Wales here again with a plot prediction. I think that Robert Snell will peg it on the eve of the Gay Grables bash. Oh. Linda will then channel her inner Ethel Merman to ensure that the show goes on. She will find a quiet corner in which to collapse while the festivities are in full swing. There has to be a reason why Linda was given this very unlikely task, and this is surely it. It is also rather unseemly for the archers to make Robert a silent character after the actor died. He has to be recast, which is unthinkable, or be deaded now. Anyway, I'm probably completely wrong. Oh, 
actually, that's quite an interesting prediction mm. because actually, when when Robert was mentioned this week, you know, Lynn said it. Oh, we're going to the bull for lunch or wherever they were going. I thought for luncheon. I think she said. I um, thought actually, how lovely it is that Robert's still in it. Yeah, <laughs> albeit a silent character. Yeah, it, it's sort of comforting to know that. Yeah. he hasn't been written out. Mm. So um, I he don't also know. says, "Wasn't it delicious to hear Linda pronounce?" Canapé and buffet so exquisitely in the same episode. I think we need a Matt Rodriguez pen style mashup of it. He also says, if you listen to Sally Wainwright's This Cultural Life on Sounds, you'll get to hear a very short snippet of the post office raid featuring Jackie Woolley, Betty Tucker and Clive Horobin. Oh, God, I'd love to listen to that one. I didn't know she'd been on. Mm. I'll definitely have a listen. Yes. (gasps) Now... Horatia also messaged, and I have lost it. Where is it? Um, ah, can we have a bingo? Can Ambridge on the Couch do a bingo card for whenever Lindy Bum pulls out her French accent? I love hearing her say buffet and canapé. <laughs> canapé. 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 <laughs> yes that's a great idea that's a brilliant idea because they've upped that haven't they lately i think also linda definitely spoke posher this week and i think it's because she was talking about Mm. because she's organizing the ball at the moment yes so whenever she talks about the ball yeah she goes uh, up robert and i are lunching at the ball She is, yeah. It's a very yeah. exclusive event. <laughs> Although the way it's going, it's going to be Eddie and his ferrets, isn't it? Oh, God. And that blooming close-up yeah. magic. What was he called? Oh. Git malarkey or oh. something. I can't remember. <laughs> it does sound. But, Lucy, I don't care because I love stuff like that. The naffer, the better, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I, too, would like a ball dress and go to that ball. Would you? I love stuff like that. I just love it. Because also... For somewhere like a village, it, it is probably the most like the chance to get dressed up in your mm. own village doesn't happen very often, no. does it? <laughs> no, that's true. No. So it's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and I l- just love the fact that Emma can escape to a fairy tale. Yeah. I know it's a massive cliche, but I am so up for her having a brilliant night yeah. and her and Ed being in love for the evening. And yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I Lonely really. Em. <laughs> You scrubbed up well. Yeah, exactly. All of that. I really want it to be um, a little bit... Driven there in Eddie's limo with the sex toys in the back. It'd be great. (laughs) Prosecco's sick on the carpet. I want that. Um, Michael Gorman, the doorman, says, if jumping to conclusions were an Olympic team sport, the Ambridge All-Stars would win it every time. They'd probably do well in the Bearing the Grudge individual event too. I am a heavily lapsed Catholic, but I know enough about the C of E to know that telling a supposedly repentant villain to bugger off is not routine <laughs> behaviour for a vicar. What in the name of someone were they expecting Alan to do? Susan thinking that Usha was a co-conspirator was bad mm. enough, but Pat switching into high-octane virago mode without listening to a word from the dog-collared one took the biscuit. As the vicar would not say, the hell with them. <laughs> I think, yes, absolutely. I totally again, agree. What what were they expecting him to do? But at the same time, he should have done what, um, uh, you know, what we all talked about last week. He should have got someone else involved right from the outset and said, this is far too close to home yeah. for the rest of my congregation. Yeah. If it's about God, yeah. brilliant, off you pop. 
But yeah, exactly. This is going to massively upset the congregation. Mm. But then also I was thinking, why didn't Usha sort of forcefully stop Pat and go, hang on a minute, this is nothing to do with me. You blame my husband. Yeah. But then it's because Usha's too cool for that. Yeah. She's, she's, she just went, just let her go, Alan. And yeah. you know, like when Usha said, whatever happens, I'll support you. Not mm. in a namby-pamby sort of way. I just thought, Usha is, she doesn't need to be loved by all. She'll no. be happy to let this pass because she knows Pat needed to get that off her chest. Yeah. And, and also, go, it's like we said last week, she doesn't care what the village thinks of her. No, that's why Because Usha, she's not, she wasn't born in the village and the people that weren't born in the village don't care. But also, she's got that, she's got self-confidence, hasn't yes. she? Yeah. And she, she, yeah, so she does, she yeah. is, and she's so sensible. She's a grown-up woman and, yeah. Yep. I'm sure she was narrating something the other day, actually. I think it was on a news programme, you know, and occasionally they'll get someone to do a voiceover. Mm. It was a kid's thing. I can't remember what it was. Anyway. Um, uh, Joanne says the same thing. Well, more or less. I really don't understand what Pat is getting so worked up over in regards to Alan. Surely she knows that if anyone goes to a minister and says, I found God, I want to be baptised, and the minister can't just say, go away, I don't like you. And Alan certainly wouldn't be able to stop Rob from getting baptised, even if he'd wanted to. So he said, I won't do it and I won't let you do it here and passed him on to a different minister. How does that translate into some massive betrayal of the Archer family? Would Pat have had Alan chuck in his job rather than speak a civil world to Rob when Rob is the one who approached Alan in the first place? Because of Rob being who he is, I strongly suspect that if Alan had just flat out refused to have anything to do with him, then that would have... then. Uh, he would have reported Alan to the bishop in an attempt to get him in trouble. Yeah, And yeah. surely there's something in the ministerial job description that says if someone comes to you asking to be saved, you can't just tell them, no, I don't think you're <laughs> worth saving. I think that if Peggy Everyone gets the real you. story, i.e. Helen tells her what's happened rather than Pat, then Peggy will be much more sensible and will recognise that this is just Rob being vile as always. Yeah, the thing is, if <sighs> Susan... Susan started it, didn't she, by yeah. telling Pat. Oh, that- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Absolutely made her birthday, didn't oh, it? When she opened brilliant. that couch, like, yeah. Pat's got to know about this. Beep, 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 beep. And you're like, oh, put the fuck, just stop, Susan. It's not a card, Neil. Oh. <laughs> this is exciting. You know, yeah. you know, you know people who, who, whose job is to win, to ring people and tell them that they've won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. There are some people who would just love to give people bad news every day. Yeah. They would they would be so happy doing that and Susan's <laughs> one of them. Well, I don't want to be to one that te- I don't want to be the one to tell you. 
<laughs> bracket, I absolutely bloody do. If it is, it's no business of yours. <laughs> Pass it here, please. <laughs> Be one pound sixty-seven. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I just loved. I mean, it was all so sort of stupid, wasn't it, and farcical? But it is lovely to <laughs> just hear Susan like that, and Helen going, <gasps> Susan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you behave like that to one of our friends? She is staff, Susan. She is one of my staff. She is a servant. Show some respect. Um, I think it's... I would like to say that... This is a, a me going off on a slight rant, but I'll make it short. That um, in my life, I've come across a lot of people who've been involved with coercive controllers of various types. Um, either parents or partners or whatever. And they always say, I feel such an idiot for being taken in by them. You know, right. yeah. and, and in the in the way that, that uh, Alan's like, oh, what, you mean he's... <laughs> you yeah. mean he... he but, you know, but, but, but now he's blame douche. I mean, who would have thought he'd have done that, you know? But these people are really, really good at it because yeah, they've been doing it for decades it's yeah. how they live their life and it's how they get their jobs and it's how they make their relationships and so nobody should ever feel stupid that they've been taken in by somebody like that no because his power is and now that uh, he's even more powerful now because he's literally got nothing to lose mm. now has he yeah so he can do whatever he wants yeah. because it doesn't matter yeah now. So if you are sitting at home beating yourself up because you entered a relationship with somebody like Rob and you feel like a prat because you didn't realise, don't. They are absolutely super skilled in hiding it. And if they weren't, they wouldn't be very good at it and they wouldn't do it because it wouldn't work for them. Every time they do it to anybody, they learn, they learn what works, they learn what doesn't, and then they go on and then they do it to the next person. So oh, if they get shilling, to you when they're, when they're 35, they've had, you know... <laughs> They've yeah. been, they've, you're like the 20th person on the list. Of course they're good at it. And yeah. they're better at it than you are because you're a normal person yeah, and they're it's not. it's their expertise. Yeah. And but so people you... feel humiliated and yeah. they hide and they feel guilty. They feel that they're the one at fault. They're absolutely not. No, anyway. exactly. No, awful. That's what I wanted to say. Um, very good men are very good. Cool. Uh, Laurie Jones, you remember... Um, uh, Laurie, uh, uh, this is the other Laurie. Oh dear, two Laurie's writing to each other. This is very Which Laurie is it? This is American woman Laurie. Oh, our American woman, yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's talking about the other Laurie's rant about yeah. Natasha oh, yeah. and him oh, yeah. worrying that he might be a misogynist. A Laurie um, on a Laurie. Yeah. yeah. She says red Laurie, yellow Laurie. She Laurie says, or Laurie, <laughs> as Nell might call her. Cheers, Laurie. Laurie. For a world-class Natasha rant, no, you are not a misogynist. Well, who knows you could be, but certainly not in regard to nasty Natasha. She has repeatedly shown that she has no understanding of the family business philosophy or the personalities of the family members of the community. Or the community, sorry. She is manipulative and deceptive and only out for herself. Not unlike Rob, as Laurie correctly pointed out. Her personality disorder isn't as all-consuming as Rob's is, but look at everything she has done since she married into that family. Even when she appears to do something nice for someone, her motive is not to help, it's to give the appearance of being a good person, which she is not. The photo shoot with the chemical company said it all. Tom is a weakling to let her have, to let her talk him into it. She doesn't know the family she's married into, and she doesn't care. 
I'm long overdue for a rant of my own. I, maybe I need to attend a wedding, she says. Yes, you need to get slightly hiccupy <laughs> on gin, Laurie, and then off you go. <laughs> anyway, Natasha's a great character. She is. She Actually, is. they must be really pleased with that character. I guess when you're sort of starting off a new character, I guess you don't know if it's going to work or not, but Natasha works brilliantly, yeah, I think. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yes, because it was a gamble, wasn't it? Because you don't want to go in too hard and then just make people think, oh, she's an idiot and stop Even when Helen her. this week was saying to Emma, wasn't she, how... A bit I'd full on. That, yeah, but, yeah, a bit full on. <laughs> it really made me giggle because... Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten that Emma and Helen did have a bit of a bond, didn't yeah. they? I can't remember. It must Do you remember been... when... Because I'd forgotten and then I remembered... Um, Helen being incredibly patronising to Emma about childcare. Oh, right. And then apologising to her next week and saying, I'm really sorry I realised that you've already got a child and that I shouldn't be. Because Kira and um, Henry Henry played... Henry are the same age, Yeah, they used to play together and and, and, uh, um, Helen would kind of try and you know, in a middle, Ed, tried to Ed middle Ed class Ed. her. And uh, <laughs> and Emma sort of took it for a bit and then said, yeah, I do know, I have had another child, you know. And, and, and then Helen, to her credit, backed off and said, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Kira, you mustn't eat those cheesy watsits. Yes. You must eat these pombas. <laughs> they have much less sugar and fat in them. They don't taste of anything at all. <laughs> And they are the strangest thing you'll ever put in your mouth. You they may as well cardboard. eat the polystyrene that comes with packing chips. But anyway. No, Emma, you must not buy those sugary snacks for your children. Buy these oaty ones made with apple juice. They claim to be healthier, but they are not really. But they cost three times as much. Yes. And there's a cow on the front, so it must be good. Um, and it's written with that sort of matey copy. Hi, mums. <laughs> We know you're struggling. Here's one thing that'll oh. make life that little bit better. Ooh, yeah. Matey coffee. Yeah. Stop talking ago. to me like yeah. that. You are not a thing. You oh. are a cardboard yes. box. You Do you know who not. started all that nonsense? Innocent started it. Innocent started it. Yeah. And every client, every copywriting client I had after that for about three years said, well, do you know who we really yeah. like? And I was saying, don't say, don't say, don't say. Oh my God, you've said it. Okay. So I was writing that gitty copy. <laughs> Oh, oh now I've caught your attention. Yeah. Here's the boring <laughs> stuff. Don't want to talk about this, but anyway. Mm. God. It's funny, isn't it? No. Just list your ingredients, yes. okay? <laughs> Just list the ingredients. <laughs> Yummy berries. Oh, stop it! <laughs> anyway, uh, Katie Faulkner said, oh, this is dark, Katie. Dark, dark, oh dark. And I, okay. I think she's wrong. Well, it's I think, Friday the 13th, Lucy. I think Katie is sitting at home now realising that she's wrong. I hope so. She says, I hope we don't need to talk about George. I was very much enjoying Lola the Guinea Pig's performance last night, but now I'm worried that the writers may be planning another literary time with Lionel Shriver's We Need to Talk About Kevin, <laughs> in which a younger sister's guinea pig meets a horrible end. No. I hope I am wrong, because I love guinea pigs. But the mention of feeding Lola to Kai made me worry. Thank you for all your wonderful work. Looking forward to hearing Lucy tackle poor Ardil's unravelling. I have completely failed to do that, Katie. Sorry. <laughs> we just said, he's okay. Yeah. He's okay. Are you okay? He's well, okay. He's, he's, he's yeah. not okay. Sorry, he's not okay. He's not okay. And nobody around him is making that any no. better at all. No, 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 no. exactly. 
Um, um, but now there's five guinea pigs. Mm. Georgie. Also, I felt like George. Kai could this eat week... three of them, probably. I should think. Also, don't you just you know when you act, you act not not that I've ever done it because I'd never be so stupid as to get a guinea pig because I've had friends that beep, this has happened beep, to. Beep, beep. Oh my god! All the bloody time. Disgusting, and they always have babies, don't they? That's the one thing everybody knows about guinea pigs. So. Never get a guinea pig because it'll probably just have a baby, even if there's no partner. And um, what you like do, Helen. You just... <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're always in awkward relationships. But you then don't you just give them to your friends, don't you? Mm. You you fool people yes. into. Could you just look after <laughs> this for a bit? I'm not coming to get it again. Bye. <laughs> or you give them to the primary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of options. I'd give them, I think, um, but, but is the guinea pig, um, cause George was falling in love with Lola a bit, wasn't he? And yes. Showing his soft side. Yes. Which is definitely, oh, did you like that conversation with Helen? I did, did actually. You like Helen? Did you? Okay. Mm. Okay, fine. I mean, okay. I, I don't believe it, but I, th- I, I don't believe it. If we're talking about life and personalities and psychology, but within the archers, we're definitely we're definitely within the rehabilitation of Georgie, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's not believable because it's come too quick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what we've I done thought, the, but, the fast forward. Thing. But it's fine. Okay. It's fine. And when she said, "And I think you might be beginning yeah. to oh. understand that too," <laughs> and I thought, if I was George, I'd have just gone, "Clean it out yourself. I'm off." Bucket <laughs> slammed on floor. Or just done a little bit of sick. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, Helen. It yeah, just came all right. up in my mouth. All right, love. Mind if I touch your bum? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Lee's away. Yeah. You must be lonely at the moment, <laughs> Helen. <laughs> I think, even though it's gross, I might miss him thinking that uh, Fallon really fancies him, though. Because oh. that is quite funny. Um, yeah. But he, he I, I guess... Yeah, the guinea pigs. Oh, the guinea pigs and the ferrets and the. It's yeah. I don't mm. like. I don't like rodents, Lucy. So I don't want too many of them. No. Weep, 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 weep. Anyway, oh, gross. Um, Simon Vickers has said, "I love your podcast and I like the archers a bit." He says, <laughs> um, "He always likes to keep an ear out for archers actors in various things, like mm, Charles Collingwood too. in a Deliveroo advert, Richard oh, Ackley really? popping up in This Country, or Timothy Bentinck." in the particularly harrowing The Reckoning that's just come out at the BBC. Oh, right. However, my partner has been playing the computer game Baldur's Gate in my earshot recently, and a voice oh, yeah. suddenly piqued my interest. It was Andrew Wincott, a.k.a. Dreary Adam, playing an incredibly unlikely character, the devil. Personally, I'd never heard of the game, as Andrew seemed not to have either, if you listen to the start of the incredibly long interview. <laughs> but um, he sent me the YouTube clip of him doing a song... Andrew Wincott doing a song, which is quite strange. Oh. Um, so I will repost that on our Twitter feed. He said, I thought you might be interested as I have absolutely no one to tell who would care apart from you guys. If you're well, not, I, do I completely understand. We care, Simon. I care because I've done a lot of computer games with Andrew Wincott. Oh. Not in the same room, obviously, because okay. he doesn't know who I am. But he's often the voice that is played in oh. and I have to respond to it. But I wasn't in Baldur's Gate, Lucy. Um, which is a bit of a sore point. Oh. So, just saying. Okay. What, ha- what happened? Well, that's the sort of game I get cast in, because, mm. like, all my friends are in it. Mm. <laughs> and for some reason, I was missed off the list. Oh, I'm sure so. it was an oversight. <laughs> 
I don't think it was. <laughs> It'll come to that bit in the game and I there'll just Andrew be a Wincott witch or something said. will just come back onto the screen and just stand there with her mouth flapping open and there'll be no yeah, sound a... and then they'll think, who normally goes here? <laughs> there Harriet. is a small chance I am in it because I often don't know what I'm in because they never tell you, you're not allowed to. No, I know. never I know, know, obviously. But I think Andrew Wincott said, don't put her in it. No. <laughs> no, of course he didn't. Oh, no, good. He doesn't know who I am. <laughs> hope he didn't (laughs) beat him up but he does a lot a lot of computer games and i think it's because he has a very dominant voice doesn't he and it stands out and it's he's good at playing lords and like chieftains and all Mm. of that yes he's in a good thing at the moment he's in oh no what the hell is it called it's about bo nash anyway and uh the guy who built brighton and a, a, a TV? No, radio. Oh. And is it's it very a radio good. play? Uh, it's a series. It's very funny and he's in it and he's funny. But what do I find it on, Lucy? You can't just leave it at that. Sounds. I will tell you, I will send you a link to it Bonash. on Sounds. It's hard to find anything on Sounds mm. now because they've changed, you've got, there's no, if you Google Miss Marple on Sounds, yeah. there's no such thing. You have Everything to sign up for this Who Done It thing and there's 732 episodes of things you don't want to listen to. It's annoying if you're working at sounds please can you just put miss marble and poirot back on i'm not interested in all yeah. those other really things that i don't know and that were recorded in 1984 i don't want to listen to them i've had a proper proper want... proper grumpy week this week and sounds is one of the things <laughs> that has made me just yes. froth at the mouth with crossness I'm so cross with it too because it makes me think, fine, I'll just go to Audible and yeah. I'll just download it then, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because yeah. you haven't put and it on for will, weeks. That'll serve you right. <laughs> yeah. Won't do that again, will you? It's called King of Bath. <laughs> oh, King of Bath. Okay, I'll look it up on Signs now. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, Sounds. Um, also, what I especially love about Sounds is that when you download episodes of The Archers, it gives you them in a random order. Does it? Yep. Doesn't. If you, sound, if you go onto sound, if you go onto sounds and put in the archers, it will show you like uh, January twenty twenty one, Wednesday <laughs> no. or whatever. Yes, honestly, try it. Oh, it does not annoying. give you them in a bloody order. I don't know why. I'm sure it's not just me because someone else moaned about it as well. Okay. Um, uh, well, I've, I'm going to just subscribe to King of Bath. Thanks. Uh, Richard La- Lee says, I have been irritated by the BBC adverts for podcasts every time I listen to the Archers on Spotify <laughs> Catch Up. Yes, I know. BBC adverts for podcasts are extremely annoying. Um, also, he says, you have mentioned many times the limit of the Archers characters. Please, can you clarify what the BBC issue is? Money, Richard. Money, money, money. Budget. But what is the official line? And how do we officially know? Uh, I'm is not, it not telling you how we officially know. Oh, okay. But I will tell you off show when yeah uh, we officially know uh yeah. but it is just money they've just no but the... is, is it officially you can't have is it so is it i can't remember what the character limit something is like you can't now. have more than six yeah. people at a recording session something like that uh it's just they can't afford to week. pay the character they can't afford to pay the actors so they've had to restrict the number of characters <sighs> that's such a shame isn't it mm, great storyline he says with alan story. being caught in pat's wrath Really enjoyed that. Pat really is horrible. Yes, she is, Richard. Oh I'm glad you God. agree with me. Everybody hates Pat. Yep. Who wouldn't want to be caught up in Pat's wrath? That's what they should call the new tea room. Pat's Pat's wrath. <laughs> Moo. Pat Roth sounds like some aging <laughs> yeah. 
like somebody with in a leather waistcoat and you know long hair who, who loud guitar yeah who's, who's married one of his groupies who now basically has to look after him because he's so old yeah it's pet rough here guys um this is from emma who says i'm all for drama lay it on with the trowel as far as i'm concerned and have no expectations that every plot point be 100 percent verifiable but this week's twists and turns are not even pretending any fidelity to character or basic common sense. <laughs> On Tuesday, we have select village VIPs receiving invitations to a baptism that has apparently been scheduled prior to anyone having expressed any appetite for bapti baptizing Rob. Are we really meant to believe that fresh in the face of Alan's refusal on Friday evening and having been told preparation would be needed in any event, he was immediately able to book in a baptism at his time and church of choosing and get invitations printed and sent over the weekend? I appreciate he may not have much time left, but can baptisms be booked in like a haircut or an oil change? <laughs> then we have Ian telling Ardil, Adil, that his kitchen arrangements were poorly considered. Fair enough. Except that he sounded apoplectic with anger about it. <laughs> What's he going to do with him when all's said and done? Yeah, exactly. Rather than doing something normal like resigning, if he felt that strongly about it, he instead charges into the kitchen to demand sweeping changes to the layout, then still sounding deranged with rage, tells off Ardil for having the temerity to have requested other changes to the building work. Finally, Adil's skedaddling. I write this before Friday episode, but it seems clear that this is the latest twist in the sorry tale of the Grey Gables refurb. How has a ruthless round-the-clock control freak suddenly become a gibbering wreck <clears throat> who can see no better solution to his woes than to do a runner all his belongings, belongings in tow? And bewildered, Emma. Well, you Adil can join skidadil. us. <laughs> Ardil skidadil, more like. She's actually written that. She's yes, I know, I know. Ardilling. I think it's... Oh, oh clever! Yes. Oh, very good, Emma. Yeah. Lucy um, didn't quite bring that out in the telling of it. No, so I'm sorry. Well, I've only just realised. I just thought she'd spelt it in a funny way and then no, I realised. I've been thinking, as you've been reading out these emails, you're so good at reading out these emails because I know, I know you haven't <laughs> You make a, a living reading things out. What are you talking about? No, it's this... not difficult, but... is it? If but you can read and talk. reading them. I know, but you're, you make them come alive on the page. You make it come alive on the page. I mean, I can do that with four lines of advert, but right. <laughs> a, a long monologue is fantastic. Cache number three. <laughs> I do more than cache number I know, three, I okay? know. I do more than cache number But I've always wanted to do cache number. One day, can I just do one of yours and just don't you tell can. anybody? Okay, okay fine. We'll you can get paid. I don't, I don't want the money. I just want to be able to do it. Harriet, Cashier your voice is, uh, it sounds better, actually. How did you manage that? <laughs> you sound a lot older, more mature. And you're so good at sight reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, this is, <clears throat> Ugh, losing my voice. Uh, this is, ah, do you remember the what the hell was happening here from last week? Yep, it was. That's a cute, oh. like, cut me in, um. What the hell is happening? Right. Calling Albert Fry. Mr. Albert Fry, Big Brother is watching you. Uh, yeah, you, you said that's Toby. Do not attempt. You what? Um, so do you remember what it was for? Uh... Oh. Oh. This seems to be taking an awfully long time. Well, have it done in a jiffy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Did you hear something? 
I don't think so. Anyway, I haven't heard anything yet. I'll have to wait till closing time. Right, we'll see about that. Hey, who's it? Who's there? Can you see anyone? Yeah, it's just a couple of kids. Too dark to see much more. They've gone now anyway. Well, suppose they come back. They won't. Not their fun for the night. And so have we. Oh, we've come all this way. Oh, we just have to wait till later, that's all. Yeah, a lot later. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were they? It sounded like it. In a, <laughs> were they walking in a in in a, in a sleep? They were like in a tent. I think walking. they were. It, I think they were in a tent trying to put it up from the inside or something. But they were walking. Uh, yeah. What was know. going on? I don't know. And then they were going to make sweet, sweet love. Apparently. And with some kids outside. What was that, Lucy? What the hell was happening there, Lucy? Oh, don't say James. to me so indignantly. I don't know. Oh my god, they they must have just got together, and then there was controversy, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I really want to know what they were. Weren't doing. they doing a homeless sleep out or something? Oh, it could have been, but it really sounded like they were sort of like I thought at first they were hiking. It sounded like they were hiking in waders. <laughs> that's that's yes. in the snow as but well. But that's what maybe having sex in a tent. Maybe it sounds like hiking in waders. <gasps> Do you think they were trying to have sex? They did sound younger. Yes, didn't they? Yes. Usha sounded super young, and Alan sounded a bit more. Well, he got a bit more spring in his step. <laughs> In his waders. <laughs> so, do you know what the what the first one was? Um, Toby, no, I don't. Toby doing something. It would. We sort of half got there last week. Toby had bought a drone. This is uh, courtesy oh, yeah. of James Everett. Hello, James. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Toby had bought a drone for aerial shots of the chickens to create an advert for the egg business. Oh. This also prompted Toby to try to start an aerial photography business. Also, both Bert and Linda were creating gardens to open the public in memory of the flood. Toby helped Bert with this by taking aerial photos of his garden to help him visualise it. Oh, okay. That's quite specific. And it's absolutely nothing to do with, uh, um, uh, what are they called? James um, and, and Doofus Snell. Clemency. Yes. What's her name? Yes. Leonie. Leonie. Yeah. So I was completely, I went totally off piece there. No, but that's because Linda... Somebody had mentioned in the Archers last week, didn't they, about James and Leone's yes. hot air balloon business? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, James. Oh, my gosh, that was a brilliant clip. I know. Usha um, and Alan one. But it's nice to hear them before they were all worn I down know. and angst ridden. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit like hearing your parents when they're first in love. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know but I found a tape from the 70s <gasps> once. And my mum, when my mum found out that I'd found it, she was like, burn it, burn it, darling. I never want to hear that again, darling. Even though they were very happily married at the time. What were they doing? It was my parents loving each other, not in a sexual way. But but my dad was going off to live in Nigeria and my mum was saying goodbye and they'd, for some reason, they'd recorded it. And actually, when now I look back and I, you know, it's actually really beautiful that they did that because... My mum was crying and like, I'm going to miss you. 
and dad was serenading her on the guitar oh so adorable why did she tell you to burn it then (laughs) she was so embarrassed oh okay yeah well mummy i found this tape and you really like daddy in it she was like i just just give it to me and just go straight in the bin it was gymnastics i always say it was just the audio okay 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 (laughs) she was it was so cringe for her that she couldn't bear it but um it's nice to know that you know People were young and in love once. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cute. Now, uh, competitions time. Yeah, oh my God. We've got so much, haven't we, in this podcast? It never ends. So, well, it does, it does end. Don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. It does end. Um, so the honey hamper uh, is on its way to the person that I'm going to pick now. What we was can't... the honey hamper? What was the name of the people? Hive the... and Keeper. Hive and Keeper, that was it. It was a good yeah. name. So the question was, one of the villagers did a reading in the Light Rise by Candlelight evening that mentioned a ghost. Where was the ghost always seen? Do you know the answer, Harriet? In the library with the dagger? No. It was Emma Grundy, and she read the pit in Light Rise to Candleford about uh, the turnpike ghost. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Turnpike. So I have put all the correct answers. I have scrunkled them all up. Oh, good, yeah. And I'm going to pick one. Is is Cooper not in the room? Cooper's not allowed in after he managed to bosh it up so spectacularly last week. He's now now endurance vile at the end of the garden. Right. Okay. So exciting. Drum roll. Right. I'm shutting my eyes. Not that it matters because it's radio. This one. This one. This one. Okay. How do we know you're not cheating? It is Vicky Horton Turner. Congratulations. Well done, Vicky Horton Turner. Well done. I well, what you need to do is if you don't mind, message me with your uh address and your mobile number. Sorry to ask for that, but the couriers always ask for it. Um just so they can tell you that they've thrown it over next door's fence and it's gone through their <laughs> greenhouse. Um and uh then I will pass that to uh Catherine, the lovely PR, who will then send you uh the stuff from Hive and Keeper. And I oh. hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Exciting. And if you want to share a pic, if you're on Instagram, Oh, yes, 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 yes. Then do share a pic and put it at uh, Shambridge's or oh, yes. on Twitter at Ambridge on the Couch. Yes. And then we can see your lovely prize. Yes, because Helen Grady uh, won the watch and that is uh, on its way to her now. And um, do you know what engraving she chose to have on, on the watch for oh, herself? What, what is it? Lark Rise to Candleford. <laughs> <laughs> Because she said, what else could it be? I've read all anyone's talked about and it will remind her of that week and winning. She said, it's the first thing she's won. She's, she was 60 something. And she said, it was the first thing she's won since she was nine and she won the raffle oh, at swimming. So, so she's so sweet. excited. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> and when her great, 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 great grandchildren pass the watch down and they're like, this engraving is yeah. so special because our, our great, Maybe great, Maybe she great, wrote Lark <laughs> Our grandmother's Flora Tompkinson. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's very good news. So well done, Vicky. Hope you're enjoying the watch. Helen, send us a picture. Vicky, if you want to. Yes, please do. Uh, now, this week's one. Now, this is complicated, but I'll make it short. Yeah. Um, I am a bit stressed at the minute and I have been sleeping incredibly badly which Jeff can testify to because he has to listen every morning. I tell him what I, what awful nightmares I had and all that. And one of the most recent ones was about Rob Titchener. 
I was in a forest and I knew he was there and I could hear him and I couldn't see him. Oh my God, that's horrible. And I woke up screaming, but it was silent because I couldn't make any noise because you know you have that sort of sleep paralysis thing oh, where you, you ma- god. oh god it was awful and somebody said to me you need to try having a bath before bed and and a lav- like a lavender oil bath and yeah one of Absolutely. our uh, um uh, uh lovely pr people said would you like to try bath in a box Ooh. and you can pick different ones so there's um a skin a rejuvenating skin one and there's a sleepy one and there's a like a um if over exercise one if you need to sort of you know oh, yeah. calm down after the that the old muscles yes and um it's made by uh a uh, dr kubica um who's the founder of the bath project and they work with Harrods, Allegan, Remington, Restylane, people like that. And they've got a clinic in Knightsbridge. And it is fantastic. But there it we go. It's called thebathproject.com. Okay, that's what I'm looking up. Because I'm a big fan of baths. Are you? Yeah, we have a lot of... We don't have a lot of baths because I get stressed about... Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people living in my house and we mm. can't all have a fresh bath. But I don't mind sharing other people's water. And I make the kids share water. But this thing, just have a look at it. You mix it all up yourself. So it, it's like an absolute ritual. You have a little bowl and you have a brush and you mix up all the different powders and healing things and soothing things that you want. And it's just incredible. Oh my gosh, it's like a kit. Yes. But yes, it's, it's like bath. my spice it kit. It's gorgeous. The smell, even when you... God, that's I lux- know, even when you open the box. Lucy. The beautiful smell oh, just got a little one, hits one. you and instantly makes you feel, oh God, I feel so much more together now. <laughs> And it's also, I mean, if you have a little bit of audible on there, rainforest noises, you know, um, oh yes, uh, Eleanor Mm. Bron talking to you in her lovely voice, or or like a young Pat doing (laughs) Princess Margaret, terribly, terribly voice. It's very calming. So to win one of the bath uh, boxes, as Mm. seen in Vogue, Metro Mm. Tatler, and the Daily Mail. Right. So the question is. Who, oh, this makes yeah. it sound like Ambridge's, Ambridge residents are very smelly. Who had a bath this week on Ambridge? Somebody mentioned having a bath this week in Ambridge. <laughs> Someone. Who was it? And they never, and they, as I was saying to Lucy, they mm-hmm. never usually do. It is quite yeah. unusual for anyone to mention filthy. washing themselves. Filthy, dirty. Uh, so, uh, yes, send me your answer. You have to be a Patreon to be eligible. And you have to message through the Patreon message thing. Otherwise, you will give away your answer to everybody else. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Bath in a Box. Mm, that's exciting. It's an amazing thing. I love it. Oh, yes. And now we're not crossing over to um, uh, Radio Borchester. Uh, but we are flying with Borchester Air. Oh, yeah. This is funny. <laughs> Uh, we're flying with Borchester. Um, so all of the uh, these uh, executives that um, Ardil is convinced are going to be endlessly popping in and out of Gay Grables, they'll all fly in, yes, on the helipad or something. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so we'll go over to and listen to that now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on behalf of ourselves, 
we would like to thank yourselves for choosing to fly Borchester. We'd like to welcome yourselves on board this 1145 flight to Felpersham and wish you a pleasant flight. We have an excellent time working with us today. We will be piloted by Captain Peggy Woolley, who has many years' experience, having flown extensively with the Luftwaffe during the Second World War. We may have to make a short detour to conduct a small bombing raid on Penny Acid, but other than that, we are on schedule. Your hospitality team today includes myself, Susan Carter, a supervisor, along with my colleagues themselves, Clare, Chelsea, Fabrice Felpersham and Auntie Cardboard, who is on day release from the Laurels for Good Behaviour. I will now pass you over to my colleague, Fabrice Felpersham, who will give you the security briefing. Although you may have seen this before, please do pay attention, as if you don't, he starts crying, and quite frankly, we've all got enough to do. Chelsea, put the kettle on, love. I've got a pot noodle somewhere. Hello, hello, this is me, Fabrice Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because... I have. Now, here is your safety instruction, which is supposed to help you not die if we plummet from the skies. Under the seat in front of you will be an old copy of Grazia and someone's flip-flops that got left behind. But if you hunt about a bit, you'll also find a little yellow vest. I know yellow is not your color. It is not anyone's color, but we are where we are. Put it on over your head. No, not not now, only if we have a crash. I can put it on now, because I am experienced air professional. Oh, it is quite tight, isn't it? Oh, then pull the toggle like this. Oh, it has gone whoosh up. Oh, now I cannot reach the little whistle to show you. But anyway, that is there in case you want to attract someone's attention, but I should think that crash landing in the middle of the Borchester Bypass would generate a bit of interest anyway. A mask will drop down from the shelf above you, apply it carefully, especially around the delicate eye area, then at least you will look nice when they find your body in the wreckage. Bye! Hello? Is this on? Welcome aboard, passengers. I am here to supply you with all your refreshment needs, from a nice cup of tea to the last knockings of Susan's pot noodle. Now, it's only a short flight, about seven terrifying minutes, so I won't be able to offer the full buffet service, but please feel free to press your little light and I'll bring you along some ferret-related taps. Staff, take your seats, please. Captain Woolley, cabin doors cross-checked for takeoff. Pardon, dear? I said we're off. Put it in first. <clears throat> please ensure all sheep are stowed under the seat in front of you. This is a non-smoking flight. Even in the toilet, Lillian, so don't even think about it. Or Clary will burst in and throw you and your marble alight straight out the window. Once again, thank you all for flying Borchester. We hope you have a pleasant flight, and God help us all.
hope you've enjoyed the show. Please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like because, uh, as I keep saying, it makes a massive difference if you review us nicely. Thank you so much. And you can find us on Facebook. Nicely. (laughs) Nicely being four plus stars. Yes. Probably five. Thank you so much. And if you can find us on Facebook, brilliant. (laughs) And (laughs) we're also on Twitter, at on Ambridge. I mean, is anyone... Is there anyone on the Facebook page? I don't know. Yes, uh, uh, Jeff is managing the Facebook oh, thanks, page. Jeff. Um, but he, 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 some of the Archers groups on Facebook can be a little combative, let us say. So he tends to go on there and then go, whoa, and leave it again because it scares him, quite frankly. It is scary. He doesn't like it. People are so vocal. He is a large but passive man. He doesn't like doesn't like the shouty shouty so he comes but, up there but quickly. thanks for popping in popping your head in jeff and just yeah it's very nice of people to go on if they do but we're, but at on ambridge is um at twitter febreze is at <laughs> no i mean as in that's, that's I know. Active, at on ambridge it? is at twitter yes 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 <laughs> at fabulous febreze is at twitter i'm yes. at shambridges on instagram and there's Ambridge on the I mean, you know, it's Ambridge on the couch as well, basically. Okay. Or you can email us at Ambridge on the couch at gmail.com. I must add your Instagram onto the script. Oh, I don't bother. I, I'll just, I mean, um, I'm not, I don't go on it that often. Now, um, uh, this is Matt Rodriguez Payne and it is the Mexican hat dance. Hats? More hats? That's why I think it was a ruse because he wants you to say... Hats I've known. Hats I've known. <laughs> well, drinking a tequila. <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> so we will now sign off with the Mexican hat dance, courtesy of the marvellous Matt Yay. Rodriguez Payne. Um, Thanks for your hats, Matt. <laughs> There's something about... <laughs> Clary just sounds so desolate sometimes the way you do that. I was so like, I bumped into a friend tonight and she, I don't know why we were talking about Dead Ringers. She was like, oh my God, do you listen, do you listen to this amazing show called Dead Ringers on Radio 4? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's really good. And she was like, oh, they do this this thing where they do the archers' voices. And I was like, oh, do they? Do they? <laughs> she was like, it's True. so Gritty funny. Tea. And I went, is it? Is it good? good. Tisn't though, is it? Tisn't. <laughs> is it really good? Is it? No, of course it is. I was like, I, I do, the, I do the archers' voices too. Actually, you should. Um, I do, I do. <laughs> me, 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 me. You should listen to my stuff. She was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hats uh, I've known. <laughs> okay, should I press it? Should I do it now? Yes, please. Thanks. Okay. Thank bye, bye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Thank and you very good much luck for with listening. the competition. Thank you very much. Yes. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. James. Oh, and Patreons, uh, it will. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll send the link over thirtieth of October. And. Yes. Happy Friday the 13th, Lucy. Mm, and you. Thanks. Thanks. Mm. The way my house is going, I'm... <laughs> for, oh, God, if I can get through to midnight without anything else dropping off here. <laughs> Stop I'll be, it. No, you'll be fine. <sighs> Have a bath. And yes. Get a good night's sleep. I will. Okay. Good. All right, here we go. So if... No.